Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fox Sports Radio. This is Up on Game. Caught by Hushmanzada for the touchdown. You want NFL experience? Manning lobs it. Burris alone. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. LeVar Arrington. Then this is the show for you with LeVar Arrington. F Tom Brady. You know what? I take it back. TJ Hushmanzada. They lose first round? Mike McCarthy's out of there. And Plaxico Burris. Tom Brady's no longer there. It's turned into a dictatorship up there in New England. Three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. Live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion Plaxico Burris. Hey, it's time to go hunt now. All right, all right. Welcome into Hour 2. Hour 1 flew by, but have no fear. Podcasting is near. Go anywhere where it is that you can search for your podcast and look up Up On Game. And also look up Up On Game Presents as well. That's right. This is Up On Game. All right, we got TJ Hutchmanzada here. I'm here. Plexico's off. He's off doing some handling, some family biz. Um but we got a lot to get to, so let's let's jump straight into it. Uh, I teased Josh Allen downplaying offseason drama with Stephon Diggs, so let's pay off the tease on that. Uh, TJ, it, it just seems as though, and I, I talked to we we had Von Miller on the show yesterday, and he just basically, you know, he every, it seems like everyone is downplaying anything that has to do with Stephon Diggs and with you know what's going on with Buffalo, but. Here's my conclusion on you tell me what you feel about it. He leaves out of the the last game of the year upset, storms out of the locker room as they reported and has has an issue and he still has the issue now. 
that says to me whatever that issue was as to why he did not and let's be clear this is what I'm thinking why he did not have the type of production or the type of game that he wanted to have in that that playoff game and was upset that whatever it is that needed to happen for him to feel confident and comfortable that that would not be the trend moving forward it didn't happen i mean is that is that logical to say that the only way stefan diggs could be still upset and there still be kind of uh the, them out of balance in in orchard park is is purely based upon he does not have the offensive coordinator that he had when he first got there, when they were having the success that they were having. And the new offensive coordinator, I believe he just got renewed or something to that, or the head coach, Gavin, something to the effect there was an extension handed out. And it just seems as though what what Stephon Diggs was looking to change didn't change. And now Josh Allen is seemingly feeling like he's pressured into a, a situation where he has to be the deflector of what's taking place between the coaching staff, the organization, and Stephon Diggs. Man, this is uh, it's kind of crazy to me when you think about it. Like, what are you upset about? Y'all lost to a Bengals team that was just better. That's number one. Number two, you are the most targeted receiver in the game. What, what, what are you mad about? You finished the regular season with 108 catches, over 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns. What are you mad about? The previous season with Brian Dable, let's say you're mad about uh, the offensive coordinator leaving and taking a better position being a head coach of New York Giants. You're mad about that. That season with Brian Dable, that last season, you had 103 catches. Last year, you had 108. You had just over 1,200 yards. Last year, you had over 1,400. You had 10 touchdowns. Last year, you had 11. And so now, if you want to go back to 2020, yeah, man, I had 127 catches, over 1,500 yards. You're not doing that every year. And we as players – we got to be careful because when you start doing this and it's the off season and the coach asks you to leave, you're still harping on something that happened months ago. You haven't gotten over it and you didn't set up a meeting to address it. Or if you did, we don't know anything about it. You didn't put a phone call to the head coach to address it. At least we don't know about that. So you come back and you still mad? <laughs> Big He's, mad. He was drafted, I believe, in 2015 to the Vikings. This will be his ninth year. He's heading into his ninth year, I believe. Ninth or tenth, one of them. Um, Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This is tenth year heading up, coming up. This will be his tenth year. Yeah, I'm tripping. I had to count that in my head. I'm sorry. All good. And, and so we, as play, you got to be careful because – in the next year or two, ain't nobody going to want him on his team, on a team. Nobody's going to want him. Soon you show any signs of slippage, any signs, they don't want the headache. And maybe he doesn't care about playing a long time. Nobody's going to want the headache. And so I don't understand where this is coming from, but I would have liked for it to have been addressed 
soon as the season ended. So we're not coming back into the season with this. Same stuff. Like, why? It's over. And if it was a problem, address it when it's the problem, not months later. And if it's still bothering you, everybody keeps their phone in their hand the majority of the day. Pick up the phone, call your head coach, uh, call Josh Allen, call the office coordinator, and say, uh, can we have a meeting? I'm, it's still bothering me. Like, can we do that? Instead of, oh, man, I'm, I'm still pissed off. And nobody knows what's going on. No, Nobody knows what's going on when he comes in there and he's mad. At least that's what we are led to believe. Do, do, would you agree with that? TJ, I, I – Is it – so is it – I'm sorry, LeVar. Is it, uh, is it McDermott? Is it Ken Dorsey? Is it Josh Allen? What, who is it? Who is it? I, I'm – And if it's I think Josh it's a, Allen – I think it's a valid uh, question. I think it's a valid question. I think it's a valid question, and I don't think it's Josh Allen because I don't know that Josh Allen would be so adamant about continuing to, to downplay. You know, he did the interview not too long ago where he said he could have did better with the situation, whatever that meant. I don't even know what that means by him saying he could have handled the situation a little better. I'm assuming it meant throw him the ball more because I think he only caught the ball like three or four times in, in the last game. He had 10 targets. 10 targets. More than any receiver in that game at that time. And so. But only had how many catches? Four? Three? It, I think me, it was like three or four. To so me, maybe as a the receiver, target wasn't a, a we, good we, target. Maybe it wasn't a good pass play. May, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the details. I just – I do know Stephon Diggs, and I know he's a solid dude. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't have that, that type of – like loose type of character where he's just going to have a problem over nothing. So there is something there. I will say that there when is you, something when, when you there lose, for him to be when upset. When you lose, there's going to be problems. Now, I will say this. He had the most targets of any receiver in that game at 10, like I stated earlier. But mm-hmm. he had four catches for 35 yards. That bothers him. To that me, bothers him, and you lose. To me, that, that bothers the, him. The head and stat in that is again, like I said, and those ten targets, how those many are plays, catchable? How, how many, many those plays could have been horrible, right? So then, yeah. now I would ask you this: I would ask you this because this is more so of a conversation that I think you're more, you know, qualified than I am. So I'd rather hear your perspective on it. I made the point: the reason why you come into this season being upset and you're still bothered coming into to training camp or OTAs or mini camps is because if this is the way that the the current group is calling the plays and you come back and you see that's exactly the way they're doing it still, then you got to be prepared to to go through another season where I don't agree. I don't don't agree with that because talk to me, talk to me. You had 108 catches. You're going to have games. The fact that he's their main weapon in the passing game and he had 108 catches is a tribute to Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen getting him the ball. He had 108 catches in the regular season. He had more targets than Jamar Chase. He had more targets than T. Higgins. He had more targets than anybody in the game. There's just certain games 
you don't get off the way you want. And it's a playoff and game, and it bothers to be you. the biggest and one, right, right. I was a temperamental player, and so I feel where he's coming from. But one thing I'm not doing is holding, holding on to something for four or five, six months. I'm not mm-hmm. doing that because I'm going to address it if I feel that way. I'm not going to walk around pouting. I'm going to put it all on the table so that we as men can figure it out so we can move forward. I'm going to put my feelings out there and let it be known so that what's wrong with him? You don't have to ask what's wrong with me. I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. To, like communication. Let's talk. And you have a right to feel however you feel. I may not agree with it, but that's your. if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. We are going to work through this. But to, to say that the Buffalo Bills – don't want to get him the ball, that's nonsense. He's their best offensive player outside of Josh Allen. They are trying to design. I played in the National Football League. Uh, it's not about the plays. Did you really? It's about the players. Hmm. Oh. So you are designing every play to get your best players the ball. Simple as that. Every time they design a play, how can we get Stefan the ball? That's what they're doing in these game plan meetings as an offensive staff with the Bills. Uh, when you're the Miami Dolphins, how can we get Hill and Waddle the ball? Uh, you're the Jets, how can we get Garrett Wilson the ball? That's the way football works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm McVay, how can we get Cooper Cup the ball? Like, that's what they do. How can we get Devontae Adams the ball? So they're trying to get him the ball. Sometimes it just doesn't work that way, and it sucks. That is against the Cincinnati Bengals in a playoff game, and – it had to end that way, but trust and believe they are trying to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out because we're getting closer and closer to football season. And if he's still upset now, I can't imagine he's not going to be upset when the season starts. We're broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. We're going to take a quick break on the other side of the break. We're going to bring in our man, Rep Butler. He is the the man, the myth, the legend that talks things, all fights, sports. I got a little little treat for you from Errol Spence Jr. You'll be interested and curious to hear that, TJ. You'll enjoy it too, and I'm interested to hear what the feedback on that is going to be. I, I, I know you was on the field. Oh, pissed. I know you was on the field. It's all good, man. It's all yes, good. And we, you know? we had a really good day of training yesterday, man. We good. did some uh, one-on-ones, NFL DB, some seven-on-seven with the quarterbacks, getting them mm-hmm. ready. It was a good day. And I was on the Zoom with Earl Spence Jr. And I should have been on it, man. It just <laughs> just slapped myself. I mean, I got to enjoy the time without TJ being there, so I didn't even have to split attention. You know, I just I just I just <laughs> laid it down, you dig. It's uh, all and good, you know man. I and you know I love boxing though. Like I, I know love you boxing. do. I know, I the know no- you do. I know the nobodies, man. I knew this I knew who Spence was and when he came out training with May when Mayweather had got released from prison, he came out training with Mayweather. Mayweather was like, man, this Earl Spence dude got me right. Mm-hmm. Like nobody knew who Earl Spence was. Then I I love boxing. I watch him from the very beginning when they fighting on the undercard, boxing is like my sport. I was just a tweener. I'm too small to be a heavyweight, and I'm not losing uh, 35 pounds to go fight a light heavyweight, and cruiserweights don't make enough money. Right. <laughs> That's TJ Hushman's out. I'm LeVar Arrington. This is Up On Game. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Fox Sports Radio. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Farian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Oh, 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 yeah. Just want to give a shout out to everybody out there. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here listening to us. Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh. V to the is a. 
All right, welcome back into the show. I'm about to jump in there with my man Hove, but we got to do a show here, TJ. Man, this is a big, this is a big segment right here because you know what we we talking fight game. I know you love it. You just told everybody you love it, and you know what I love it too. We all love it, and you know, well, we're going to get our update. But first, you got to know that we're in the Tyrac.com studio. That's right, we're broadcasting live. That's TJ Hushmanzada, as I mentioned. I'm Lavar Arrington. Plexico's off. It's brought to you by. Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection, all in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. My man, Isaac Lohenkron, we're going to get this update right now. It's going to be the greatest update I've ever heard in my entire existence of life. What you got, my guy? Right you are. Calling, calling your shot, as it, it were. Is. And we're gonna, it is. We're going to start with Victor Wembenyama's Wembenyama. That's right. We really pronounced that name a lot this week, didn't we? <laughs> yes, a lot we more did. than we thought we were going to. Yeah, you're he right. actually made his on-court NBA Summer League debut on Friday night as his San Antonio Spurs defeated the Charlotte Hornets 76-68. to He scored nine points in 27 minutes just two out of 13 from the field but he had eight rebounds three assists and five block shots here's what Wembenyama had to say to the media after his debut can I finish my statement so you'll be quiet now while I talk and then I'll listen to you wow he's really been indoctrinated into the Spurs way impressive here is what he actually had to say to the media after his <laughs> oh debut. Oh my gosh, that was we hot. Won a lot. We, we won this game, so that's 3-0 for us. And uh, yeah, you know, just got to get uh, acclimated to, to the new style of play. Didn't acclimate because it was my first time, so next time uh, I'm, I'm going to do better and uh, I, I hope to be better every time. I like the first one better. I did too. I thought that was. I really thought that was him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh my gosh, hey, just... hey, give him, uh, give him two months into the season. Once he's been around Pop every day, he probably will be like that. Anyway, multiple outlets report Philadelphia 76ers restricted free agent forward Paul Reed signed a three-year, twenty-three million dollar offer sheet with the Utah Jazz. The Sixers have until midnight tomorrow to match free agent forward Dario Saric has agreed to a one-year deal with the Golden State Warriors. Baseball. Right now, the Yankees a one nothing lead over the Cubs in the top of the second inning on a home run by Giancarlo Stanton in the bottom of the first inning, his eighth of the season. Finally, U.S. women's soccer star and two-time World Cup champion Megan Rapino announced today that this upcoming World Cup will be her last and that she will retire at the end of the year. Team USA will kick off the World Cup two weeks from today against Vietnam in New Zealand. LeVar, all yours. Hey, thank you, sir. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Ilo. You deserve it, my guy. All right, uh, Let's get to this, man. Let's let's get to Rhett Butler. Knowledge is about to be dropped on your head. Hey, yo. Bright lights. I'm ready for the big stage. Like an uppercut to the chin. Here's Rhett Butler from Pretty Left Hook. Yeah, that's right. You know, when you hear that intro, the man, the myth, him, the legend himself is is going to be speaking immediately after. We got our man Rep Butler from Pretty Left Hook up on Game Presents here to continue the conversation surrounding the biggest fight maybe that we've seen in, what, 20 years? My man, Rep Butler from Pretty Left Hook. What's up? Welcome into the show, Rep. How you feeling, man? 
Man, we feeling great. Boxing is popping. Var, not only is Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence about to do that dance, but Canelo Alvarez is going to fight yeah. Jamel Charlo in yes, September. Yep. I mean, it's the best time right now in the game, bro. It's going down. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. You want to go, TJ? Now, we know we here for Spence and Crawford. What do, what do you make of Canelo? Some will say he's ducking Benavidez, and you got Charlo coming up two weight class. Oh, Charlo's bigger. He's taller. You know, he's a little – he's coming up two weight class. What do you make of what Canelo has done? And people will say picking and choosing his last few opponents. I think that Al Heyman is showing us that he's a strategist yet again behind the scenes puppeteering. Canelo got a three-fight deal, $100 million. Let's, let's keep it real. This is the biggest mistake Oscar De La Hoya ever made. Canelo is now for, for the streets. He's for everybody. He didn't oh, work no. with his own. He didn't work with Showtime. He's all the way outside, and he has three fights now with PBC, Premier Boxing Champions. But let's, let's keep it real. He wanted to fight Jamal Charlo, who's more in his weight class, but Jamal said he wasn't going to be ready until later. So he said, you know what? What about the brother? The brother said, I'm about that action, and he made it happen. Benavidez, for sure. But I think with a three-fight deal, he's either looking to get both Charlos and then Benavidez or Benavidez in the middle part. One of the, one of the two. Hmm. Okay. What does this mean for, for the, the weight class? What does it mean for boxing? For Charlo and and Canelo, like I, I'm 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 assuming it's a hell of an upset, and it's it's great for for something if Charlo wins. But oh, yeah. what's the gain by Canelo taking this fight? You know, it's a few things. Number one, people love to t- to, to take shots at the guy on top of the mountain, and Canelo is still that guy, even though obviously Tank Davis is having incredible market share in terms of popularity. But what we know is that Canelo Alvarez knows that on the PBC side of the street is where all the big names are at. Um, to TJ's point, Benavidez, right? That's the one everybody wants to see, the Mexican monster. But you also got the Charlo brothers who've also been taking pot shots at Canelo over the years. Canelo had to go to PBC to get access to these guys. So we know he wants Benavidez. Everybody said he did. Are you sure of that? You sure of that? He wouldn't, he wouldn't go to PBC because that's where Benavidez lives if he didn't want Benavidez. From what? I just think... I just think he realizes in the fight game, you got to build up hype. And the reality is, even though we all want to act like boxing has a unilateral fan base, it doesn't. People follow brands. There's PBC, there's top rank, there's everything else. And he knows why not step into the PBC thing with three fights by taking on what he would consider to be an easier challenge in Jermel, who's coming up two weight classes since his brother couldn't fight him, and then ease into Benavidez, which will now allow the bag to be heavier if he knocks off the first one or two. I mean, I, 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 find, I find it interesting. I just, to me, fight the best guys in your division. Canelo, I mean, he, he, he has a lot of fights, but he isn't an old fighter by age, but he's an old fighter when, when you look at the fights and when he, when he turned pro. But, but I get it. When, when you're Canelo and you are the A side against anybody you fight, you can pick and choose because they say, let Spence come through this in spectacular fashion. He next for Canelo. So now you're going to have a guy come up three weight classes. Like, you see, what I'm glad, you, you see where this is going? TJ, I'm glad you said that because I got a soundbite from 
the interview I did with Earl Spitz Jr. And he's talking about that whole idea of making the fight happen, Rhett and TJ. And it was it was originally from 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 Bud's uh, his his trainer that that this fight wasn't going to happen unless Bud stayed on the gas and pressured uh, Spence and his camp to do the fight. Well, talking about Canelo and points and money and compensation and how do you make the fight, here's what Earl Spence Jr. had to say about making the fight happen from his side of the story. So when I talked to to them, the trainer basically said, look, Bud made this fight. Now, I don't know if you've seen it, but it was basically like if Bud doesn't make this fight by staying on the gas with with Earl, it doesn't happen. Is that is that is that how you see it, or what what's your take on it? How he made the fight when he, he dropped out to fight to fight somebody else, and I still didn't fight. I waited, and then even after the fight. The only reason the fight get, got made because I gave him a higher percentage than 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 what everybody thought he deserved. I gave him a higher percentage, and that cost me with a major fight because I gave him a higher percentage. What people didn't think—not people, but the people that was you know in the business that that was with me—thought I was gonna, wasn't going to do. And I was like, just just give it to him. So he went up five points, and I went down five points. To get him ten points, so that's what made the fight. It wasn't nothing he did that made the fight. It was me telling them to get him what he what he needed, give him, give giving them them points so we can make the fight. Okay, so the same thing I said to to the to the uh, trainer. I'm gonna say this to you because it sounded like the same exact thing. I told him you're not pushing to get a fight done, staying on the gas to get a fight done if you think you're gonna get your ass with. You're not giving up five points. Five points, that's half, right? Like, that's yeah. that's half. You're not giving up five more. You're not giving up five of your points to make the fight happen if you think he's coming in to whoop your ass. Like, it just, that, that ain't, that's not good arithmetic. That's not, that's just not good math. So you clearly are confident that I could give up this five points and I'm going to still be able to make, maybe on the rematch, maybe there's a bigger fight after this. You're clearly confident that you're going to get this. Oh yeah, yeah, for, man, for sure. I mean, it wasn't no no doubt about it. That's why. That's why. Basically, I gave him the points. Like, man, you give him the points. I'm, I'm gonna watch him. Then, if he do want a rematch, he can watch the end. But <laughs> I don't think he he gonna do the rematch. If you know, if I think as 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 powerful he is. You know the 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 beating that you know I'm gonna get him. I don't think it'll be a rematch. Dang, dang, dang. <laughs> and, and and so I mean, I always felt like Spence wanted to make the fight. Fighters want to fight. When Crawford did what he did, it was like, oh, do we really want to fight? Oh yeah, Bud went out of his way to make this fight. To me, when you're the A side, which Canelo is he making Charlo move up two weight classes? Is he, is he meeting him at one sixty four? Hell nah! You come up to one sixty eight. Uh, can I get this percent? Hell nah! You take this. Spence is the A side in a Crawford fight. For him to give up five points, he means five percentage points. That's a lot of money. He really wants this fight. 
he's yeah, the absolutely. one, at least in my opinion, that conceded more than anything to make this fight happen. Um, and I'm, it sounds like, Rhett, you agree with that. Well, what I'll say is this, and I'm glad you got that, that sound bite, Walk, because there's so many storylines here. One, let's not forget, Terrence Crawford left top rank to get this fight. Okay, I'm not saying that was the initial motivation because he was obviously mad at Bob Arum, but he left top rank, which was his promoter his whole career. So that set this off. Two, the only reason Terrence Crawford, quote-unquote, ducked the first, the first time in the negotiations or was looking more difficult is because he, on record, said he doesn't believe in pay-per-view anymore. That's why he took the fight against David Avanesian on BLK Prime, which was a streaming network that paid him a flat rate. He said, me and all my friends got fire sticks. We don't buy pay-per-view. I don't want to um, play myself on the money, especially if he's going to have more pay-per-view points than me. Then Errol Spence doubled down and was like, you know what? I don't want to let the fans down because I said I want to give them everything, and he conceded the points. So to the to Vaughn's two interviews, yes, Bo Mack is correct. Terrence Crawford did a lot to put himself in position to be right for this fight. But, yes, Errol Spence is accurate. He had to lose a little to gain a lot, but he's that confident in himself. But the storylines are deep here, and it goes back a couple months than just the negotiations for this fight. So this is going to be a fight fight, right? Like, the interesting thing about this one is they're both laid back. So, so the, like, the way to tra- – it's not an abrasive approach to this fight in terms of listening to the way the fighters are speaking – at the at the press conferences, it's more or less kind of they talking they shooting their shot on what they talking about, but it's not like you know they pushing each other. No, nobody's like I eat your children or anything like that. That's taking place. It just seems real low key, real low, laid back, and it just it makes it difficult to kind of like pinpoint who you think may like you know how you look at something you be like yeah he wanted more. Absolutely. Like, first time I'm looking, I'm like looking at Bud. I'm like, Bud want this more. I could like, I'm looking in his eyes. It's like it looked like he ready to go right now. But you know, I'm I'm looking at Earl, and Earl just seems like he's just a super well polished professional that that understands the fight game and understands how to win in boxing. And that to me, I don't know. I, that sounds that sounds pretty dangerous to me. No, it's absolutely dangerous, and you want to know something. I mean, at the end of the day, let's keep it real. Errol Spence was pretty much handpicked by Floyd Mayweather to be a sparring partner um, before he became retired. And also, you know, guys have been saying that Errol Spence was that, was that guy at 147 for years. So it's no surprise where he's at. He's never had to talk trash to get where he's at. He's one of those guys that was kind of put in positions and, and match made really well under the banner that he's now under, which is now called PBC. But at the end of the day, Terrence Crawford has always done the impossible for his side. Let's not forget, this man is now chasing a second undisputed. And everybody knows he hangs out with Andre Ward, Shakur Stevenson, although Shakur's a little younger and a little more feisty. These guys don't really talk trash. These are throwback fighters, especially Terrence. They like their fists to do all the talking, and they know that people want to see this so bad they don't really have to go crazy at each other to get it in. But everybody knows that Terrence Corp is not really a trash talker. El Spence doesn't really have to. And I think that's a testament also to where we're at in the game. They don't really have to do too many shenanigans to oversell this. But at the same time, fireworks always will happen based on the way they really feel. And I think we've seen what we, what we need to see, smoking on Bud in terms of what Errol Spence says about Bud and Bud saying he's going to capture the big fish and fillet him and all that. That's pretty much what we're going to get here. 
But I will say this. The intensity is there. Terrence Crawford knows what this means for his career. He's the consummate underdog from Nebraska. He's from not from a top-ten market. He knows what this means. Errol Spence has been there, you know what I'm saying, in terms of being at the top of this game popularity-wise, selling big pay-per-views, selling out AT&T Stadium. He knows what this means as well. Because guess what? Although he has the size and he's the A side, TJ, the odd makers have him on the B side. Yeah. And that has to hurt his feelings. Because he knows all the attributes he has and he brings them to that ring. That says a lot to me. And that also gives me a lot of confidence about Terrence's ability. And I'm going to say it again. I just think Terrence Crawford is half a step better. I don't think this is going to be a knockout situation, although anything can happen in a fight. I think it's going to be a hard 12 rounds. And I'm looking for a, a Gennady Golovkin Canelo type of fight where you have two guys that want it bad. One's going to box a little better, and one's going to slug it out. We know Errol's punch output is high. He's going to be relentless. We know Terrence knows how to evade and download information. It's a, it's a chess match at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, I mean, both fighters are obviously the best two fighters in their division and have been that way for a while. I, I just I'm not sure that we've seen somebody put pressure on Crawford the way Spence will, but put the pressure on him and be so fundamentally sound with his skills and his technique. Like Sean Crawford puts the pressure on you, but it's unorthodox. It's different. Spence is coming at you, hands up in punching position at all times, defensively sound at all times and he's not going to let Crawford hold him. Like, you can only move around that ring for so many rounds unless you catch him with some early. Eventually, that fatigue is going to set in. You're going to have to set your feet and let's go. That's true. I, li- I like Spence in that. If it gets to that, I like Spence in that because this is what he does. When we've seen Crawford fight guys that want to bring the pressure, he's going to hold. Spence ain't letting them hold. Mm. Yeah, I want to see if Spence could take these body shots, though. Mm. That, hey, see, let's, let's hey what's good for that's you what, is good for – what's good for you is good. That, that's what Spence does. He breaks you down to the body. I mean, we Crawford was hurt by Gamboa. Crawford, he was dropped by uh, – what's buddy? Mean, mean Machine, right? Yeah, he was dropped. He was dropped. He, he, he was we, we've never seen – we've seen Spence stunned, but he wasn't dropped. They didn't count that as a knockdown, but he was dropped. Yeah, he, he was dropped. Him. He got him in that last fight. But but Crawford, Crawford is a dog, man. Like, he, that's why this fight, you pick Crawford, I pick Spence. You, we both can be right. There's no, like, what you thinking? It's like right, – it's, right. it's, it's a coin flip. That's it. All right, before we get up out of here, Rhett, appreciate you coming on, man. Rhett Butler from Pretty Left Hook Podcast. Check him out on Up On Game Presents. Check out his written content on Up On Game as well, the, the upongame.network. Uh, talk to me about Timothy Bradley. That's that's your latest your latest article. Talk to me a little bit about, because I'm trying to understand, why is he so hell-bent on parents not being able, fathers not being able to train their kids? Yeah, man, it's kind of crazy. It's all about Tiafimo Lopez, you know. For the longest, people have criticized Teofimo Lopez Sr., which is the son's father, um, the trainer, as well as the manager, about you know being kind of overbearing, um, and that's affecting his career. We've seen that Teofimo Lopez Jr. has had bouts with depression. He kind of gets a little nutty in the media. And Tim Bradley feels that the fathers, at, at some point, start doing a little too much because they're financially dependent on their sons 
and that affects the athleticism that the Sun can do. And he thinks that Tiafimo Lopez's retirement after a brilliant performance against Josh Taylor in Madison Square Garden is a perfect example. Because why, when you're on the top after losing to Cambosos and watching everybody kind of look at you as, um, you know, formally as champion from when you you know from when you beat Lomachenko and that was like your greatest glory you come back to get to Josh Taylor beat him in America and then you retire immediately people feel like Teofimo Lopez Sr. was the result of that and Tim Bradley specifically believes that the boxing dynamic of father-son trainers and managers is just run its course and ironic it's ironic because Tim Bradley is the product of a father right. who trained him right? right but he was his second trainer right he wasn't his primary so let's put that out there Tim Bradley had Teddy Atlas you know, um, Joel Garcia as well. I mean, Joel Diaz, excuse me, as well. But at the end of the day, Tim Bradley's making a case that boxing needs to reexamine the family relationships and all of that. And I just think it's too time honored. You didn't know, you Ward, look at didn't Ward, Ward have his dad? Didn't it Ward have his dad with him? No, nah, Andre, Andre Ward. No, Andre, Andre Ward. Ward didn't. I know I, Floyd Hunter. did. Floyd did. Floyd did. Yeah. Who else? There's another. There's another. Yeah. There's another yeah. one. Sean Porter, Kenny Porter, the Vargas you know Vargas family. Well, yeah. Fernando Vargas is training his sons now. I mean, I can't see how that – like, all them people are not financially dependent upon their kids to make money. I mean, let's be clear here. I think that, that there's a hole and there's a – you can punch holes into that that discussion point, right? I mean, I'm a parent that coaches I, 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 his – I, I coach my kid. I don't I – don't, I don't ever feel as though I'm doing anything outside of the parameters and the realm of – of just giving him his opportunity to grow, make it his his deal, but give him equip him with what he needs in order to be successful. I, I, nobody is going to care more about you than your your dad. Like I don't Absolutely. I don't get that. I don't get that. That seems. I think there's all the family traumas going on in there, and the Lopez family specifically. And I think that Tim Bradley, Tim Bradley has a a pension to, you know, just to say what he feels raw and unabashed. And I think that's probably why he made the cut with the ESPN layoffs, respectfully, um, because he's still on air. But I think at the end of the day, you know, Tiafimo Lopez is like the new case study in terms of boxing. I think I think a lot of it has to do with depression. You know, he's getting divorced recently. He has a lot going on in terms of custody with his kids. So there's a lot of other things mixed in with this. But I think Tim Bradley points to one thing. But I also know Tim Bradley is just always aggravated with the game in general. So I take what he says with a grain of salt, but he does bring up a point because he's an insider and he had his dad adjacent to him his whole career. So I don't want to disrespect his opinion and his outlook because he is a former world champion. That is Rhett Butler of Pretty Left Hook Podcast. Make sure you check out his content on, obviously, Up On Game Network. Uh, Make sure you check him out on the podcast, Up On Game Presents. Uh, yeah, he writes for the Shadow League as well. I mean, Rhett, you just everywhere, man. Uh, I, I can't. We we gearing up for this fight, right? Like, I I, I mean, I want to see this Earl Spence fight. I want to see the Terrence Crawford fight. So you know, we're gearing up for this, TJ. You know, what I mean, if you you know whatever you thinking, you know, what I mean, you mm-hmm. might be on the field. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know what? Let's see what happens. But we appreciate you coming on to the show, man. So we'll see you soon. Talk to you soon. All right, brothers. My man, my man. All right, that's Rhett Butler right there. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to wrap the show up on the other side. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Uh. Uh, come on, yeah, uh, come on, yeah, uh, come on, whoo, whoo, yeah, welcome back in, it's Up On Game, live from the TireRack.com studios, <laughs> yeah, it's TJ Hushmanzada, I'm LeVar Arrington, man, Plexico had the weekend off, he's with family, so that's a good deal, uh, you know what? It's been a great show. Let's let's end off strong with our progressive play of the day. And the pitch. Swaying a high fly ball to left field. Carroll going back. He'll turn. It's gone. Into the third row. Francisco Alvarez makes it seven to nothing Mets. 
That was the Mets Radio Network, and it was brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right. It's been a crazy show. Anything that we miss on TJ that, that you wanted to throw out there? What what, what you're feeling? What what you're thinking? I mean, I, you know, the Marcus Smarty thinks he, he fits well in, in Memphis. You know, the Wimbin Yama, you know, he says he's going to continue to get better. You know, he had a decent game. Not not super impressive, but, you know, not not a letdown either. Just, you know, you're looking for LeBron every time somebody compares best prospect ever. But did you miss anything? Nah, man. Like, I, and you gotta understand, man. Women, did he had the best game? I ain't gonna lie. I watched it. My son was like, "Women, yeah, I'm about to play. We gotta watch the game. Women, yeah, I'm about to like." His crew was <laughs> ready for the game, so we right. watched all of it. He didn't have the best offensive game, but he impacted the game defensively. Um, just his presence. It's uh the summer league, man. The the guy, the guy, the kid can really play. It's gonna be a treat to watch him develop. He's with the Spurs, who have done a really good job of developing players. Uh, Popovich uh, had Tim Duncan. Now you got Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see how that all works out. Uh, to all you guys out there, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you stay locked in. You got the JKS show coming on. If you didn't know what JKS meant, that's Jonas Knox show, by the way. Uh if you missed anything, make sure you check us out on the podcast, Up On Game, Up On Game Presents. All right, this is Up On Game. TJ Hushman's Olivar Arrington, Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.